From the Standing Stone Farm Studio right outside downtown Nashville, it's time for the most ridiculous sports podcast in the world. So sit back, relax, and listen as Bobby Butler and Brandon Bond crack open a cold one and talk all things hockey, pop culture, and complain about everyday situations. It's the Pucks Out Podcast on the Penalty Box Radio Network. Welcome into the Fantasy Show, a member of the Pucks Out family. I'm Bobby, he's Brandon, and he's Davey. Hey! You can find us on the three majors of social media at Pucks Out Pod. Now let's get you the info you need to be a champion. How are you guys doing this week? Doing good, man. Making it, making it. I mean, as like, on a personal level, as far as <laughs> the playoff fantasy hockey goes, unless we quickly switch to golf rules i'm not <laughs> not doing well so i guess it depends on how you frame the question so yeah, so not, not well is what uh we're hearing not not well not well bob not great bob Davey, how you doing buddy i'm good i'm good i'm alive and well i'm uh i'm feeling good about things that's good uh yeah so i mean been, i've been watching your comeback a little bit so um i'm still barreling the lead but we'll do a score update later in the show uh but let's talk about the recent trade and its impact on fantasy uh, this comes out a little bit later in the week. We talked about it on the main show. Uh, just to recap, the Penguins uh, received uh, ringer Kasperi Kap- Kapanen, who had uh, of 69 games played. He had 13 goals, 23 assists. <laughs> tw- <laughs> nice. Nice. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Sorry. You said it. Yeah. I mean, what, what, do you want? what do you want from me over here? I, I mean, as far as this is the fantasy show, and I'm here because I'm supposed to show up. But at this point, boys, you know, I've got look, I've got my uh, Colt 45, my 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 Deuce foe, uh, you know, my two by four. I'm just here because you know, so I don't get fined. Okay, he's double <laughs> right? fisting over here. Double right fisting, you know, I got to because I mean, that's I mean, who wants to take my advice at this point in time? You know what I'm saying. <laughs> Appreciate you guys still having me on. <laughs> uh, Go ahead. I'm they, so sorry. Uh, so they also received defenseman Jesper Lindgren and left wing Pontus Aberg, who's, I, I mean, I want to know what team he hasn't been on at this dude, point. He's I, think he's going, I think he's going for the 31, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think That's he's right. going for the full 31. Uh, the Maple Leafs get the 2020 first round pick from the uh, Penguins, which is the 15th overall. They get Evan Rodriguez, Philip uh, Hallander, and David Warsawski. But I think what matters for us to talk about is Kasperi Kapanen. What does this do to his value? Um, good, bad, kind of stays the same. I believe. Um, I mean, it can't. It, it's good for him, it's, right? It, well, absolutely. And you know, it's fun. my. You know, obviously, takes can be a little different. So my take on the uh, on the main show. Uh, was that it was a good de- it was good for the penguins overall in my opinion but i feel like yours was a little different but i feel like for fantasy hockey yeah. you have it has to be a completely different take like i still think it's great yeah. for the i think it's great for Kapanen. definitely i mean yeah. I, I, the, I the only f- way it could have been a negative <laughs> for Kapanen is if he was going from like edmonton to pittsburgh right <laughs> right yeah. yeah i mean well and even you know even so, going from uh, you don't know what line you're going to play yeah. on it. The, the Penguins are always switching things up and figuring out yeah. what's what's working. They are for They're, sure. You know, I mean, as great the pe- as, Penguins make Brian Rust fantasy relevant. Yeah. As great as you know, Austin Matthews and John Tavares are sometimes. They don't necessarily bring out the best in their line mates. Whereas I feel like. 
Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin do bring out the best in their role players. They make them better players. That's a good point. Whereas yeah. I don't know that those other two guys do. You know, I mean, because yeah. John Tavares playing for the Islanders didn't make a lot of these same guys better hockey players. He was just a good hockey player. For sure. Whereas Sidney Crosby makes players a better hockey player. Malkin makes players better hockey players. So I think that it's a fantastic move for uh for Kapanen in terms of fantasy. Yeah. I, I think so too. And I also think you know, it's it's interesting because he's coming from Toronto, which is a high pressure city, but he's going to another high pressure city so he can handle that, I think too. And I mean, <clears throat> I think the players that he's about to be surrounded uh, with is going to be beneficial for him. Um I know there's a lot of problems with the Leafs right now. You might as well get out of that situation while you can. Yeah. And let me uh, let me ask you this though. Uh I would say, yeah, Pittsburgh's a high pressure city for sure, but how much is it high pressure because they have two of the greatest hockey players in the world that, that are it. both champions? Uh, yeah. That is more of internal pressure, which is more ha- able to be handled a little bit. I wouldn't say that Pittsburgh within itself is a is a hockey town. Yeah, I agree. You know I, what agree. I'm saying? I think the pressure in Pittsburgh is on those two guys. Yeah. If they don't perform well, then the pressure's on. They're not expecting Brian Rust to right, be right. great. In Toronto, yeah. they expect every single player from the first to fourth line to be great. And yeah. if you're not, they want they, they want your head on a pitchfork. Well, I mean and it's different because if if you asked what I would assume to be nine out of ten people in Pittsburgh if the penguins were completely if we said oh one of the teams or three of the teams in your city have to be i guess two teams have to be eliminated and the pirates and the penguins were gone and the steelers were still there i don't think anybody in the city would care you know what i'm saying like you're saying whereas in toronto it's hockey man that is the uh, that is, is they the, got the blue jays and the raptors <laughs> <laughs> that's what i'm saying but if you go ask a toronto though, guy though, nine though, out of ten people would say even though they'd be eliminated a championship team right yeah. i don't right. think they would care <laughs> no they would because, <laughs> yeah. because it's i mean and i mean drake same, but the same thing the same way with the pittsburgh penguins though they're a stanley cup winning team as well and they would so, happily eliminate them I, I, I mean, an, we can, option, I mean, we'll, so. and we'll talk about it next week. I mean, I can straight up, I have, I have multiple family members who are all from, I actually have mem- family members on my side and my wife's side who are from Pittsburgh. And I know, major we got in, we got invited. So up, I will straight up ask that if they had to cut, cause I mean, they're two teams from the city. I'll straight up ask them and not, you know, and ask what they think. And then we'll come back. I, I agree with you. I think they would say that's. Steelers, but I would say so too. Yeah, I'm curious. I want to hear this, but only because they're not all hockey fans. And now, obviously, you ask hockey fans, different story. If you ask the one Pirates fan, he's going to have a different theory. Well, but yeah, but it also goes back to, and I guess it really depends on how you frame the question. What does more for your city? And if we're asking, look, I love the Preds to death. The Titans, even being bad, having an NFL football team does more for your city. And and. Uh, in the south, in the south, then sure. having it, then having a hockey team does. I would imagine yeah, I with think, the with the depth. so I agree, and we can. There are there are. I'm sure there are stats on that, and uh, but I think in this specific case of Nashville, in recent years, just looking over the past, let's say five years, the, I believe the Preds have contributed more to state to the income of the city. At least uh, I would. I would. <clears throat> I. I'm sure there's numbers, but I would almost 100% guarantee that it does not. 
I mean, you're talking about your a 82 games. You're four. I'm sorry, 41 games a year. Mm-hmm. You're talking about making it to the Stanley Cup final. You're making it to playoffs. The Titans made it to the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? You know, like, I'm talking. About, I said the last five years. Last five years, yeah, sure. Just in recent history, there is different. There is a difference from bringing twenty thousand folks in, most of which of those forty-two games or for, uh, forty-one games are on weekdays, than bringing sixty-five thousand people to your city on a Sunday and it being a big deal because there's only eight of them. It's. I mean, the economic impact is almost completely different from when it comes to football and it comes to hockey for sure as much as i and i'm not disagreeing that the predators don't bring in a lot of money yeah that's not I, no, what i'm saying i, I at definitely all. think that i mean i'm just playing devil's advocate i, yeah, I mean listen i think sure, fo- i think sure. nfl teams are but i i if you're out there and if you have that stat because i just did a quick i mean that's not something easy i can just look up right I but mean, i'm sure i could find it and we can talk about it next week but if you're out there and you know that stat someone might say oh actually they had $1.5 million more worth from tax revenue or something like that. And, and what I, what I mostly base that on is, is, is college football in particular. It doesn't matter what school you're talking about in that. Let's say the sec Kentucky is known for their basketball team, not their football team. Correct. Correct. Kentucky makes all of their money and pays for basically all of their sports with football because that is because tickets are more expensive because there's not as many games. There's not as there's not as uh, much of it and there's more seats there. So almost every school, even a basketball school, makes their money from football. So when looking at that, I just feel like football definitely has more of an economic impact probably overall than than a than hockey does but uh, i mean again we're just spinning wheels here we don't know i'm sure we could probably find it yeah. out we could probably but what get i will say quick it is it has been nice as somebody that that comes from the north where hockey is very prominent up there mm-hmm. and seeing the impact that the predators have had on the community yes and how hockey is, has become a lot more popular down here and the building of two <clears throat> more arenas and things like that it's been pretty winning it's been does pretty great. that winning definitely yeah. does that i i completely agree with that but i when it all circles back to is Kapanen being in Pittsburgh, while there may be pressure, there is nothing like the pressure that you're getting in Toronto for, you know, for, for yourself and what you're expected to do and what you, what you should do. Um, so I think, I think we went, went a really long way to all say that we absolutely <laughs> agree with one another. <laughs> yeah. um, so here's the thing. I've actually, I've, I've found the number for the Preds. And for their economic impact, I was close to finding the Titans, but they don't give me an actual number. They just say that it, it'll it be bad if fans can't come. It's like, oh, yeah, I, I figured that. <laughs> of course. Um, uh, but they did say that the uh, I mean, just the NFL draft yeah. brought in like one hundred and thirteen thirty three million. Yeah. The wow. Predators, uh, they bring in an annual economic impact of four hundred and ten million dollars. And just the, in the Stanley Cup rant run just brought in 50 million. That's crazy that the NFL draft, a one day event, brought in almost three times the amount of the entire Stanley Cup run for the Preds. And I think it's wild. the reason for that being is because. While, yes, some people come in and stay in hotel rooms to go to a Preds game, coming into Nashville and staying in a hotel room is just a bonus that the Preds are in town. 
It's not generally what brings people into town. Whereas for a football game, people will travel from Memphis, from Knoxville, yeah. from all across they the said state. If you're Kentucky, playing, Kentucky, Alabama. They said if you're playing a team like Philly, it's usually about 10,000 visiting fans. Crazy. Or, but if it's a team like Buffalo, it's more like 2,000 visiting fans. Well, Buffalo showed out this year <laughs> yeah, at the time. Yeah. So like, it was, I an, just the, it was like, the most, I think it was an article from 2018. So, I mean, it's the, but, but we'll do some more research. Let's uh, continue on and let's next ta- week on fantasy <laughs> economics. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Brandon Gallagher uh, from Montreal. He under underwent a CT scan on Thursday. Uh, I, I don't know if I have a previous of wreck. I did who put that in there. Did I put that in there? Previous of recording. Oh, previous of recording. I think I put that in there. <laughs> you did put it in there. You I was like, previous of recreation. Did. I don't know. Uh, it was a recreational uh, cross check. <laughs> um, he was just doing a quick, just a quick scan of, uh, scanning of the cat. Uh, when, uh, uh, from when Matt Niskanen tried to murder him. Oh, um, it was dirty, So man. Niskanen got one game. <laughs> he was back in, uh, if, if, the, if it had gone to game seven, uh, Niskanen would have been back. Gallagher, you, you, not so much. You'd think with that uh, with with that suspension, he was Corey Perry. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I hate it. I think he deserved more. Dude, I still I'm waiting for someone in the NHL like booth like to whenever if Corey Perry does anything, just start playing his walk of shame just when he's leaving. And I want them to put like the sounds when Squidward is walking. Just the (laughs) 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 what a great video. It is great. I loved Um, it. But yeah, so I mean, I assume we're on the same page. That's bullshit. Yeah. One game game, one game for, you know, like I we said, I said it earlier. That's attempted murder in a lot of states. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. That's assault. and, and, And it's not even it. It wasn't even like, a you know, there are some incidental type of thing like hockey's a look we're i don't think any of us are sitting here saying that a a big hit that is that is clean deserve oh that guy deserves to be suspended because so and so got hurt that's that is that was intentional that was very clearly intentional it wasn't it wasn't bang bang and my biggest thing is he has a history right yep he does like what i don't it just it blows my mind how the Player Safety Association, we have, it's not like this is, oh, the first time this is, this is probably, what, the 80th time that yeah. they've completely blown a suspension call? Yeah. I mean, this has been going on for years. Well, and and and, and you tend to, and everybody sees what they want to see when it comes to this stuff, but it- I would love to hear the defense of Niskanen in this position. I know they're out there, but I would love to hear it. Doesn't it always seem like, not that- Montreal isn't a quote unquote big market, but as of late, Montreal hockey is not a big market. Whereas Philly is seems to be yeah. bringing in a lot of money. Well, and it, depending on and here's and here's another thing: Brandon Gallagher is not liked by the refs. It is a known thing. Brandon Gallagher is hated by refs. Whether it's his trash talking, whether it's his you know uh, the way he kind of sells things a little bit too much. And I that I mean, 100 percent that yeah. played a role in this. It shouldn't have, but it did. Well, I mean, and, but it, and I would even agree with I would even more not that you're arguing on one side of it. I would even more agree with it if 
the dude wasn't he, dude's head wasn't slammed into the boards and he, he was immediately his whole face was bloody you know what i'm saying like yeah, right this is not well, he like, lost teeth too that didn't look like it that to me, dude but. that dude is a great faker you know what i'm yeah, saying like yeah. he, he he was wearing one of those fake blood packs in his mouth to, <laughs> that was that was i mean one game that's a i mean that's a three four game suspension okay. at the minimum until the, the rest of the series so it's yeah. change the player so go ahead and say shea weber or max domi or somebody like that was in brendan gallagher's shoes what happens there what's the situation I think it probably is a little different yeah arguably yeah. i think i think he at least gets the game seven suspension if it goes yeah. to game yeah. seven yeah and i think he i think he at least gets two games yeah i and i don't i don't necessarily agree with that while suspending per series, like give that man a number of games and he has to sit out. That well, yeah. When I say games. two games, I mean, that's why he would get two games. That is because he, I mean, at the, I mean, if it had gone to game seven, he would have been back before Gallagher. I mean, that's insane. Yeah. I mean that, and we talked about that a lot early on, right? After With Corey we started Perry. this pod, podcast. <laughs> I Ryan, think that was like our first discussion of like, Ryan Ellis. Ryan Ellis missed 20 some odd games and Corey Perry had to miss five yeah. for what was a you know and you're a stars fan but like if ryan a repeat offense if Re- ryan ellis did it to Corey perry we would it's not like i would be yeah. having a different argument you yeah. know what i'm saying not like, all. and not let's all. put this in perspective sean avery was banned from the league for talking ju- just talking crap about his teammates right I don't know if I, that, if I'm really like getting the wide scope of it. I mean, I'm sure it's more, but he got banned. He got the Pete Rose because of just talking shit about teammates. Yet you have guys assaulting people on the ice and they get to just come back in a game or two. Like this is just insane. The inconsistency in the league. Yeah, that's I think that's I think you hit the nail on the head right there. I agree. It's not yeah. that it's not that they're. They're just being lax with it. They're being very inconsistent with yeah. it, which is where people have. Yeah, you can argue you should have. I mean, we talked we talked about Philip Forsberg getting five games for a up on the puck around the net hit on Jimmy VC. He got five games because they said he was going after him intentionally because everybody was mad at Jimmy VC for leaving Nashville. Like, dude, have you seen Jimmy VC play hockey? Ain't nobody here mad about <laughs> nobody. it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's, that's the biggest problem that, that we can always argue more, more suspension time, less suspension time, but it's not that it's more that we have zero idea what you're going to get. Like you could literally swing a stick at somebody and maybe get, 80 games and maybe get one right. or, you know, or get a pat on the back. You know, that's the, that's the biggest problem. But all right. Tom Reardon relieved from coaching duties from Washington Capitals. Uh, what do we think? First off, do we, I mean, have we do, are there any prospects uh, who we know might take a spot and what do we think that a new coach may do for them in fantasy wise? Hey, what about Laviolette? Well, he's still he's out there. Out. Laviolette. He's out there. I mean, I don't know. And then there's what, who Gallant, uh, God, <clears throat> I can't. You don't can't say Babcock. <laughs> no, not Babcock. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. There's a few guys out there, but I mean, that was my first thought. I don't know why I thought him, but I just realized because, he was still because, out there. Because he, he can go he into follows a Barry team. Trotz. Well, well, he can go into that. There, there <laughs> yeah. But he can. But I mean, if we're being honest, he can go into a team and kind of completely change it up really quick. And, yeah. And I mean, Laviolette has been a guy that has shown he can be a great coach for a small stretch of time. And I don't know what it is specifically, but what a lot of coaches that 
start great and just fall off, what I would have to guess is it's a my way or the highways type of style of coaching. And it's not playing to who you have and what you have available to you. It is, this is my style and this is how we're going to play, whether it fits the guys or not. I think that he would be a good coach, at least for a little while at the Capitals. For sure. That was uh, my first offensive offensive style and the, and the way he coaches hockey. I don't think that his coaching style will complement Ovi's. I don't know if his play like OV requires a that your offense is centered around this guy. Peter Laviolette, he is more of a let's not focus around one player. Let's focus around a play style. Yeah. And I, I would agree hope with that, that he's smart enough to change that. But I mean, I don't while know. I, while I sort of agree with what you're saying, I, I kind of don't either because OV's play style, I don't think is. I want this to be centered around me. It is. I want this offense to and here in the face off set, yeah. set me up yeah. type of deal. Yeah. And I feel like oh, Ovechkin can play with any coach because I mean there isn't a coach in the world that doesn't say drift out and take a one timer. Yeah. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? And not that that's the only aspect yeah. of Ovechkin's game. But we can all agree that we have literally sat there and watched Ovechkin just drift out on the on the left dot. He's like it's like just visible. How is how are you doing that? And it's not because nobody doesn't see him doing it. It's because he just slides right out without anybody noticing him, and he just he has one of the greatest one timers that we've ever seen in the history of. Of hockey, you yeah, know, I mean, I, I don't agree. think that that's, that's great. A, I don't think that's a hot take here. So, <laughs> so I think for a little while that would, that it would definitely work. But I think overall, I mean, we saw what worked for Ovechkin and the Capitals and what was arguably the roughly the same team. Barry Trotz was able to go in there and take a very aggressively defensive style of hockey and Ovechkin was able to succeed in it. And that is something that not a lot of coaches have anymore. And not a lot of teams want to bring a coach like that in anymore. Yeah. In my opinion. And we talked about it earlier, but I mean, Barry Trotz is a great hockey coach that can get players, superstars, role players, to play into that role that's necessary, what is needed for the team. And I mean, Ovechkin is, uh, is, is not a diva superstar. He is a, a Russian guy through and through that he doesn't feel he's more important than anybody else. Ovechkin wants to win hockey games and score goals. Yeah. And so I feel like that is fair to say, I, I feel like it's not, it's never been, and we've never at least heard of, it's not this diva, the superstar and the coach are at odds with one another. I think Ovechkin's going to play great hockey no matter who's coaching yeah. him. I think it's more getting those other guys into that role that they need to be to win hockey hockey games. Barry Trotz went and won a cup there. We're talking about a two-time president cup winning team that 
was ousted in the first yeah. round multiple times. And they still times. have that no same question. core. Like that core it's, is still it's there. That's what I'm saying. Guys, yeah. and, it, and it's not like, oh, well, Trotz got lucky because they were playing so-and-so. The two times they were kicked out in the first round played the the Penguins, right? They were kicked out in the first round after winning the President Cups playing the Penguins. And the year that Trotz and them won the Cup, they played the Penguins. So it's not as though that they're playing these. He, he, Trot's got an easier run to the cup and not that winning the Stanley Cup is ever an easy run, no matter right. who you play. But it's, you know, it's hard to argue that the differences are, well, Trot's just had a different road than than the guys before him. So, yeah, I mean, it's 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 funny because he went in there, showed that it was able to be done. And then went and left town, went to the Islanders, <laughs> and then showed that it's able to be done again. Yeah, with, sure. uh, without the, you know, we talked about it on the earlier pod, without the touted free agent prospect that everybody in the league would have given their left a nut for, you know, yeah. and John Tavares, yeah. who is mm-hmm. who has shown he's a great hockey player, but maybe that's not how you win championships necessarily. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> before, before you continue and before we move on real quick, I'm just going to throw one more name out there. Gerard Gallant. Yeah. I'm just going to throw him out real quick. He's there too. So yeah. um, those two, I mean, would be my choice. That's those are, those are great options. But you know opinion. what I, I will say, I, I wouldn't, I would actually be happy to see a new coach, not the same. Not, I don't want to keep seeing the same old like pool of coaches just playing a carousel. Bring someone new up. Bring someone who's been can I, can, I throw, can I throw a name out there that's not necessarily a new coach, but he sort of is because we. I, I'm, I'm hoping that we can all agree he didn't get his fair shake. Phil Housley. Okay. I feel like Housley went from the, the Predators assistant coach and went and coached Buffalo and got a short straw, a very short straw, some ownership that didn't seemingly care enough with, with a hurt Jake Eichel for multiple years and lots of contract issues. I feel like Phil Housley could be a great coach in this league that has never really gotten a fair shake. Yeah. I feel like that's, I mean, yeah, if he, I, I if wouldn't he be goes, mad at that. that I, I consider that out of the coaching carousel. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. and if he goes and win, you know, like if he goes and he, you can't, you, if you can't win hockey games with Alex Ovechkin at the helm, then we've got our answer. Yeah. But I don't For feel sure. like we've yeah. got a fair shake of the tree with Phil Housley. I find and, it very difficult to see the, the Washington Capitals go out and, and not pick a coach that has seen action like a lot of action oh, yeah. before they're you know what I mean? I do. yeah no i don't think they're going to be the team to do it i'm just saying i would love to see it and it would it's, nice it, it's probably it. going to be, be a team like buffalo yeah. or let me so- throw this out there andrew davis <laughs> as the coach of the capitals wow yeah i'm in the running you guys you guys think i mean hey you heard it here first folks <laughs> hey <laughs> coaching I'm, rumors dude that's how rumors start yeah put it on right. twitter and a boom that's how that's how people get hired buddy hey, hey. Yeah. I expect I don't want to be an assistant coach. That seems like a lot of work, but like Goalie coach. I want some, I want some, yeah, there we go. <laughs> there we go. I don't know if I could coach Holtby though. <laughs> you really screwed me in that fantasy league, bro. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of goalies, Grubauer and, uh, and then uh, Eric Johnson out indefinitely for the abs. Oh, man, that's what, big blow there. Yeah. Big blow. Uh, lucky for you on fantasy wise. Yeah. I'm happy um, about that, but don't I mean, want the injury. I, do we have a word yet about what the injuries are and if 
Well, how the um, severity? Can I speak up to this? I think they're hurt, Bobby. Ah, well, <laughs> there you have it, and we will be moving on. No um, they updates. Uh, I do know that indefinitely is a is an interesting word. It's hard well, to hard to gauge what it is. Sports. Indefinitely it is. could mean next week. It when it's could, hockey, it could. it's hockey. We're talking about literally the only league <laughs> that is not required to tell you right. how someone's injured. They can say. Um, well, it's an upper body injury, and it could be now. A pain it's just right, not right. fit to play, which is the <laughs> saying "not fit to play" is really the same as saying they're hurt. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I grew is going to be out for a bit. I mean, it 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 didn't look good. I mean, yeah. it, you could tell it looked like it was something routine that he was he was going to make a routine save, but then he, it looked like he he pulled the groin, and that is not. I mean, that doesn't feel good, obviously. And I, I think he's out for a good bit. I think Franco is the guy now. I think he's going to be, he's going to have to step up and it's not like he's a bad goalie. Good like second, he, I was about you know, to say good second option. They, for that, sure. they were great goaltenders together. Grubauer went down earlier in the season this year as well. So that's where yeah. Franco got a lot of his playing time. And so he did great. He performed quite well. So I don't think it's going to be as big of an issue as some of us think, but then there's a lot of people out there that think that is going to make or break the team. I think Eric Johnson's more of a more of a problem for one me, of and your, in my opinion one but. of one of your br- one of the bruisers of the right. team not necessarily that guy that's flashy but he does provide a lot to the team he does oh uh just a quick update brandon's also out and definitely oh <laughs> 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 uh, guys i'm i'm sad about i'm sad about being on the, we got to do another one of these in two weeks okay oh, man. okay okay let's let's you move could on. catch me though you might if yeah, I mean yeah. Ca- I mean, if Landeskog has like <laughs> scores like ten goals. Hey, yeah, well, see, out. see, the thing is, my guys that are straight dominating right now, or just, just to pull me our up, guys, just straight dominating. I got my boy Landeskog and Rantanen who got me twenty three and thirty two points. They're just feeding Davies guys right now, and most of the time, Bobby's guys are getting fed from my guy. Like, I, if if I had the option on this fantasy league to just drop these guys, so like, yeah, I would. I would just be like, no, nah, I just gave up. I wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't anything about you know. I just I was just done with fantasy fantasy sports. So, uh, so let's do this. Last seven days, uh, I've scored seventy three. Davey scored eighty seven. Uh, you've scored fifty four. Again, it's hot. It's a uh, you know no that. That's uh, you know, this is this is golf rules, right? I thought that we were that was our intention <laughs> to pick guys that were not going to be there at the end of the. All right, so let's move into our winners and losers. Uh, we we I actually put some <coughs> formation to this time. Uh, we're doing two each, not six each. Um, so uh, I'll st- so just an update. Uh, and actually, this is not this is not updated. Uh, so losers so- don't have any formation. I've got three, but I'm adding a fourth. Okay. All right, so a quick update on the leaders. Uh, We have the assist leaders tied. We have Miro Heiskanen and Nathan McKinnon at 11. Point leaders, we have Nathan McKinnon at 18. Goal leader, we have Nathan McKinnon at 7, tied with Joe Pavelski at 7. Joe Pavelski. Who would have thought, right? That dude dude was as good as dead. (laughs) Like... Yeah. Like three weeks ago, like you were, if you heard the name Joe Pavelski, if any of us would have drafted Joe Pavelski, the other two of us would have absolutely railed them, <laughs> you know, <laughs> absolutely railed them. So, hey, you know, Joe Pavelski has always been a dominant force in fantasy hockey because this is what this is geared around, right? Like, not this p- past year when he went to Dallas, but two years ago, Joe Pavelski was a top three round pick you know i mean and it was no question it wasn't like oh should i take joe it was joe pavelski is is a great hockey player and 
it took him a little time to settle into his new role in Dallas. It really did. He was having a tough time. And this this season really was not a great season for it's, Pavelski. We signed him for, on like a three-year deal. And then this is why we signed him. This, this is why we signed him the You're postseason. obviously a Dallas fan. Yes. And what's he? What line is he running right now? Third? Fourth? He's like, on the second. Okay. So, yeah. well, is that just because of now? But like throughout the season... Where was Joe Pavelski playing? He was second and third. Playing he was second bouncing and third? up and okay. down. They shifted lines more than any other team, I think, in the NHL this season, and, I mean, and including that top line, which I, I'll talk about. When I'm, they're one of my winners, but but yeah, Pavelski, it's a uh, shock to me, but this is why they signed him. They need some uh, a veteran presence out there, and actually Dallas is one of the older teams in the playoffs right now, and I think, I believe, if, I've, if I'm correct there, but... Surprising, um, but not, right? You right, know, like right. what I'm saying, like you hear the name Joe Pavelski showing out in the playoffs, like... You can't be really surprised. This is a guy that, that consistently scores thirty goals a year. Yeah, except for this season, of course. Yeah. You know, but uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's the nature of Dallas, though, man. It is. You it know? really is. I mean, all right. So let's move into our winners. Uh, I've got, and now this was before the second round started. I've got the Avs. The Avs in the first round were killing. Dude, they put up two back to back seven goal games. I don't care who you're playing. If you're playing against an NHL team not just that but in the playoffs putting up 14 points in two games is insane well not only that um, obviously you said that like three times but again not only that against what we could probably all argue in the goalie that despite his team probably has had one of the best playoff like I yeah. mean obviously getting, yeah. getting seven goals dropped on you twice you know in a row is not great but even those seven goal games, it's like, man, he are looks they, good. Is it is it six? Is it five guys just going and trying to score on Kemper? Because that's what it looked <laughs> yeah, like a lot of times did. during that. Phoenix. I mean, he. I don't. I don't. Obviously, I'm not trying to disparage the Coyotes and what they what they did against the Preds, but there were times that there were three or four of the losses that the Predators had. They played better they had better shot shot selection than the the coyotes and in any other goaltending situation would have won a series kemper dominated this series and the coyotes did nothing to help him in yeah. my opinion so mm-hmm. yeah that's a i mean a, a great winner uh and so my second one player on the abs dude nazim kadri has been lighting it up uh i don't have his stats he's provided a presence and Basing it on this fantasy podcast, Kadri was always a guy that you wanted to have on the team. Yeah. Hits, you know, he could win faceoffs if you needed him. If your league plays with penalty minutes, I mean, he's gonna get you some penalty he minutes. He was a category you know? player I mean, for sure. He was a numerous category that, player, and 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 that's why you know this is obviously a fantasy podcast, and it's but it's so hard to really base and talk about fantasy and the real yeah. the real aspects of fantasy with the playoffs going on and especially the way that we did our fantasy league. We're all, we're all, we're all in the same league, the peck of the litter league. Mm -hmm. We're cat players. And what that means is we play categories. And so it's essentially a head to head matchup. Me and Davey are playing with one. uh, Whoa. Almost said that weird. (laughs) Me and Davey are playing, playing one another and different categories mean something. So it doesn't matter. Let's say just to make it simple, we play in goals, assist, hits, and blocks. 
Davey has a guy that scores a hundred goals. I may lose the goal category, but if my guys get more assist hits and blocks, then I'm, I win three to one right. in that week. And, and so fine. like, so categories and especially, and I'm super excited about us to kind of really get into the in depth of hockey, uh, fantasy hockey and what is the differences between just dude scores a lot of points as opposed to you don't just pick the guy that scores the most goals yeah. you're picking across the board there are yeah, a lot you, of these guys and you also need to decide like are you just going to sacrifice something if, if yeah, you right like, it's called, you, called punting and yeah. we'll talk about punting like i forget goals i'm going to go with the dudes with the most amount of hits and the most amount of blocks and the most amount of faceoff wins that. And I mean, you see, and, and that is, that is more what we can't really talk about throughout. Obviously we can, but, but not based off what we're doing. Whereas our only, right. uh, our only goal was f- point scoring. Yeah. A lot and, more strategy involved with that. Yeah, and that's what I'm excited. So Kadri stats, uh, he ranks six in the playoffs right now, but he's got six goals, six assists at 12 points. But here's the names in front of him. Aho, Rantanen, Pedersen, Heskinen, McKinnon. If we, like <laughs> that is a great that's the first that's the first round of a draft right there. Yeah, it you is. Know? <laughs> yeah, and no, I don't, none of us took him. Does Nobody. it? Uh, well, and, and and nor should any of yeah. us based no. off what we're doing. I mean, but what he's showing, he's showing his maturity on that on that Avs team. I mean, it would be honestly, you know, who really needs a player like that? The Leafs. <laughs> <laughs> if only they would have had an opportunity for a guy like that. Does it? Does it have his full stats on there? Like yes. hits, blocks. So yeah. hits. Tell um, us the full so story. So hits, he's got a whopping nine hits. Uh, not great. Uh, but he's got 84 faceoff wins, which uh, you know, everyone wow. above him, he dominates. The only person who's got more, there's a couple people that have more than Ryan O'Reilly, uh, Pierre Luc Dubrow, and Braden Point. I, I would have to say that he probably will uh rank higher than a few yeah. of those guys <laughs> overall. <think> so. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, uh, he's got five power play goals. That's, I mean, and and we're talking about. In a in a category fantasy league, which is really again what I kind of want to guide us towards talking about, is the value of that. Yeah, that's multiple categories yeah. that you're getting there in a power play point and, and a goal. Yeah, point. and something really important for Cat Lee's, he's got three game winners. Game wow, winners. that is and something that like if you get one of those. For the most part, like you can sometimes like you're I mean, you can usually get away if you have one. Well, those are one, almost, as, those almost as good as shutouts. Now, right. let's now let's real quick. I want to again, because I feel like we've talked a lot of hockey and we've talked about the fantasy aspect, but we haven't really delved into the like what it means for actual fantasy hockey. Hockey's one of those weird sports where literally 100 percent of games have a game winning goal. Okay, yeah. and what they consider the game-winning goal is basically, if it is, it's not oh, it's a buzzer beater shot yeah. like a like a basketball game. If the game ends up go ahead five to two, whoever scored that third goal for the team that scored five goals gets a game winner. So mm-hmm. that is that is something that you know a lot of leagues don't like, and it adds a little bit of randomness to the to the to the Definitely. factor. I feel like we keep that in our league and we do like it because of the randomness. 
anybody can get a game winning goal. If it's the third goal of a seven to one goal or second goal of the seven to one victory. It's a hard stat to strategize for. It really is. It's kind of one of those random ones. You you can't punt it. You can't. I mean, because anybody can get it and it kind of throws a we we play a 15 category league. And so we throw a lot of different random stuff in there that you can strategize for. Definitely. So, so it's n- I also want to. So obviously there's one player above him that has lower time on ice. Spech Aho, because he can't get any more time on ice. <laughs> he is. Uh, yeah. But Kadri ha- has 180 minutes time on ice. Let's I just want to show you Rantanen 198 Pedersen 212. Heskin in 285, McKinnon 209. Wow. He's doing all this with substantially less time on ice. And I, I feel like you've talked about to go outside of fantasy. Why we may see the stars are going to be able to pull this out with no problem. Four of those guys that you're talking about with high ice time are on the same team, yeah. you know, and that mm-hmm. hurts you long-term in, in, especially in a playoff style yeah. of hockey, especially if, you know, if this next game, like all it takes is a game or two going to triple overtime, those legs are going to start getting tired. And the way this is working, you don't have sometimes that two day break, like regular playoffs. No, you get a right. day break and you're yeah. back to it. Where's yeah. Ka- is Kadri playing second line right now? Is he second line? I would uh, imagine he's third. I'm hit. not sure. I know third hitting yeah, line would be my guess, but I mean, he could play. I mean, that's, that was also a, I mean, I think I feel like we've all at some point in time were what I don't think you were in the league the first year, but then you were in there the second year. We were we're five or six years deep in this fantasy league. Right. And I feel like we've all had cadre at one point or another. And I don't know about you guys, but it was always nice to mm-hmm. have a guy like him that was across the board going to provide uh, some depth. So, uh, moving on now, Davey, why don't you, uh, give us your winners? Yeah. So (laughs) this is kind of ironic because last, uh, two weeks ago, actually, I, uh, Adam as their loser. I had the Dallas stars as my loser team. And once again, I know this guy, he's a stars fan. Why is he talking about the stars? But no, for this is, this is, this is legit here. This team looks like a whole different team. I mean, it come, come from the. The first couple games of the Flame series and the round robin this is a whole different team. And Agreed. Uh, we, I mean, we talked about it last week, mm-hmm. Davey. I mean, we had a back and forth on you never know what team the stars is going to be. They could be the best team in the league or the worst. Exactly. Exactly. And so, I mean, you know, I mean, obviously Miro Haskinen, 14 points. This guy is kind of the guy right now. And obviously Klingberg is is and I, we had this conversation. I picked Klingberg over Haskinen thinking, you know, maybe it was time for Klingberg to step up in the postseason. They're pretty, you know, that Haskinen's obviously beating him. Klingberg has eight points. Miro with 14. Um, but anytime your defensemen are putting up good points like this, you're going to be all right. I mean, Dallas is I mean, they've got three defensemen that are doing a pretty solid job right now in, in terms of points, but mainly Haskin and Klingberg. But of course, then we talked about Pavelski earlier, who is, I mean, obviously he's one of the goal leaders right now. Is that correct? I mean, that's insane. Yeah. So, I mean, Agreed. impressive. Um, I've got uh Hugh Dobin, obviously with a, he's killing it. He was not expected to be the guy. He was supposed to be the backup. Ben Bishop yeah. is, um, I mean, if you watched him play hockey this year and you happen to be lucky enough to have him, backing up you know uh you know depending on how you set your style up some people play two goalies some people play four yeah to have him as a bench guy just you know for when a start was happening he was valuable he was very very valuable this year so ben bishop had a great season 
But to say that it's surprising that they turned to Kadobin would be a would be a straight lie. Because yeah. I mean, he well, his limited opportunities he dominated this year for sure he did and bishop is unfit so that's that's what's going on with bishop nobody knows what's going on with bishop let's be honest and so jake ottinger is the backup right now haven't seen him play yet will we story of bishop's life Uh, (laughs) (laughs) you're absolutely right on that one but uh sagan ben radulov finally turning it on which they needed to uh they combined for 10 points in round one versus the flames they had eight points in game one versus the avalanche i mean there they are. They have arrived. Are they going to continue to arrive, you know, day in and day out against this Colorado team? I sure hope so, because we're going to need them to. So that's import- impressive that they're finally here. Uh, we needed them earlier. But, hey, if they can keep uh, pouring the gas on the fire, they're going to be just fine. Um, into the next one, I've got uh, my next winner is the Islanders. And Stole it from me, bro. Did I? Yeah, I was. I like, keep stealing your things, man. Well, I know, but you 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 got into the dock first, so you didn't steal it, right? Fair. I was gonna steal yours. I was like Islanders, oh. right? Right. Well, fair, fair. <laughs> uh, well, I've got I've got the Islanders here because they're they're playing really good hockey right now, and Anthony Beauvillier is one of my I mean one of my favorite players that I've watched over the last uh, you know this season. I really enjoyed watching him play, and he's he's got nine points now, five goals, three assists. Doing a fantastic job. He's 23 years old. He's a young guy, you know, and, and he's doing a, a fabulous job. I mean, Josh Bailey's leading their point, their team in scoring uh, right now with with 10 points. And Brock Nelson, I mean, eight points. We can't we can't let this guy. I mean, this guy was, I think, second on their team in points this year. And, and here he comes. He's having a great postseason. It's impressive. He's actually a North Dakota, North Dakota kid where I grew up watching him and actually was a freshman at University of North Dakota when he was. So that was pretty cool. Got to know him pretty well. And then uh you banged uh, your girlfriend probably twice. Yeah. So I, <laughs> <laughs> I allowed it. <laughs> you watched. I was there. I was there. I was there. And my girlfriend, it was him. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, yeah. He, he, he banged old Rosie Palmer over there. <laughs> Category players too. That's something you could always get yeah. from the Islanders. I mean, you really lit up, um, you know, something that you mentioned earlier uh, of a category player. Meaning across the board, you're going to get uh, some stat fills from them. And they may not be the top goal scorer, the top assist leader, or the top hitter. But they're going to get you a little bit of each. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Brock Nelson was one of those guys that he was never going to light up your team. He was never going to lead your team to a championship. But as a streaming player, when you needed, all right, so I'm. 15 face-offs from, uh, from winning, but I'm also two assists down. I could steal a couple categories by going and snagging up Beauvillier yeah. or Anders Lee or Brock Nelson. And it's, and it's funny how these stat fillers are how you win hockey games. Ultimately. Yes. We're talking about fantasy overall, but and, you know, having that superstar always helps. Having a Jamie Benn or a Tyler Sagan always helps. And nothing against Matty Barzell. And he has shown himself to be what everybody thought he was. You know, they are who we thought they were, you know, type of deal. <laughs> yep. He, I mean, you you have really highlighted in terms of fantasy what these role players are playing are are able to do. And it's really one of the reasons that I personally, and I think Bobby as well, we kind of talked about it and wanted to get into fantasy hockey 
because of how much you can learn about the entirety of hockey. When I want to learn a sport, I was not a huge hockey. I mean, I was always a Predators fan. Go Pred, you know, go Nashville. Yeah. But six, seven years ago, Bobby and I were not hockey fans, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, I was a uh, we were, uh, yeah, light hockey, not like we are now. You li- yeah. Well, see, like, I'm not saying I didn't like sports or I didn't yeah. like hockey. I said the way that we need to get into hockey is by how we get into anything, and that's fantasy hockey. Yeah. If you are listening because you're a normal Pucks Out podcast listener and you really want to like get into hockey and learn about it and learn all those third and fourth line guys, play some fantasy yeah. hockey. Play a couple f- public leagues. Every I think that yeah. works for most sports. I mean, didn't work for me with basketball. I played fantasy basketball. Don't think I watched a single. Oh, game. I don't watch <laughs> any basketball either, but like I'm either. a I'm more of a fantasy competitor yeah. than i am i'm more like i did research point, i did more research i love yeah. fantasy yeah where, but if if you pair it with something that you want to get into you wanted to get into hockey pair it with a fantasy league and yeah. you find yourself getting more and paying more attention and than just your team for yeah. sure you're gonna watch a lot more hockey too you're gonna you're gonna be a lot more absolutely interested in it. yeah i absolutely. do want to go off topic real quick i just got us bought us a addition for the studio uh, BNA, the Nashville International Airport, is ripping up all the, the TNA. Famous- <laughs> <laughs> nice, some TNA yeah. mills, dude. girlfriend. So they are ripping up the famous Nashville carpet, and they're replacing it, but they are selling it. So I bought us a doormat-sized piece of the actual BNA carpet to go in here. What nice. did that go for? That's impressive. Thirty-five dollars, and all nice. the proceeds goes to helping, uh, like the airport. You should have uh, got send me that link. I kind of want some. You should have got like a. You should have got like a full under the thing uh, under the. Yeah, uh, they're only selling thing. it in like like though. But the I, I mean, pieces. we all want to buy one. I mean, I'll, I'm retweeting I'm it from my personal I'll, account right now. Yeah, I'm just down. Text it to me. You know I'm not on the on the tweeter. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, I think it's time for me to move into my winners. Um, and unfortunately, my two winners are both teams and specific players. And uh, I think one of each of you have each of these players. So it hurts me. But at this <laughs> point, if I was just picking guys that were doing well for me, I couldn't pick anybody. So <laughs> I would have to skip out on this part of the section. But I would I want to say the 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 Vancouver Canucks as an overall, but more specifically Elias Pettersson is straight up killing it, dude. He is looking fantastic. Yeah. In that set in that seven game series, nine points, three goals, six assists. There was one game in that seven game series he didn't have any points, but I think there was four that he was a multi point scorer. Mm-hmm. We're talking about a young dude, and I don't think that there is any way in any realm that the Canucks are going to be able to go past Vegas right now. I would agree with that. Yeah. But in terms of fantasy hockey and for the future, the future of hockey, the Canucks have a bright future, and. I would not be surprised in the slightest if we see them win a cup in the next five years with the team that they have. They have some veterans. They have great goaltending and Jacob Markstrom, but Brock Besser and, you know, Bo Horvat and guys again, that when coming to fantasy- we have a score update real quick, uh, the Bruins just scored to go up two one. one uh, Marshan from Pasternak and Krug. 
Oh well, I get a, I get a point play. for that for my uh, for my defenseman, oh, but you get every and other. Nikita, point. I get nothing. Nikita Kucherov, <laughs> Nikita Kucherov just scored. I'll take that one. All right, from Boys. Hedman. Uh, unassisted. Oh, okay. wait, from, no, from Braden Point. Okay. Oh. So <laughs> you guys, so you guys, so there's, so there's two updates with two, ten, two, multiple points from each players. So you guys just both oh. got multiple scores from multiple players. And I have guys that are playing with all these guys, probably on the ice at the same time. Nothing. Well, do you have Shattenkirk or <laughs> yeah, no, Goudreau, I don't. Goudreau or Blake Coleman? I have six players left, Bobby. Oh, I know man. we're going to update that later. But oh. Shut up. I, had, I was having a hot take on the uh, on the future of the Canucks. I, I can't catch you, though, Bobby. This is annoying because I was you said Kucherov, and I'm like, yes, I'm, gonna, I'm catching up. I'm, nope. <laughs> but, but in all seriousness, the Canucks are... Bo Horvat is a guy that is a category player. You're going to score across the board with him. Yep. Markstrom, I had on my team uh, this year. And I mean, at what? When we were in Dallas, I was sitting in eighth place in our 10 team league. And it was rolling in the right direction. And me and Davey were sitting out, out outside of a brewery talking about it. I said, all right, well, it's coming. And by the end of when hockey officially ended, I was sitting in first place, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, was at, I, think, I think I was in first when we were having this conversation. You were in first, yeah, <laughs> yeah. like by a dominant yeah. margin. And I had a, a good, a fair amount of Canucks on there. I just I just foresee a bright future for them. So Pedersen, I wanted to highlight, even though I don't think that he's going to win this series I don't think that there's many teams that could at this point in time. You know, I'm with you. Vegas is just way too hot. Um, speaking of, my second winner was the Lightning and uh, and Braden Point uh, in particular. I think that we talked about it last week. I think there was no way that with the Lightning playing the Blue Jackets, that and it probably is to their detriment overall. There was no way that they were losing that series. There was no they, way they were. They, I, I am fairly certain that Nikita Kucherov sold his soul to the <laughs> devil to say, I don't care if we win the next series. The embarrassment they suffered last year to the to the Blue Jackets mm. to the point where you don't even remember that the Penguins were swept last year. They were not losing that series. I think they would have swept if it weren't weren't for the five overtime emotional win that they had. There was no, I just didn't feel like there was any way after all that had been let out that the Blue Jackets were going to give that up. I think it was a possibility, but it wasn't going to happen, I don't think, after watching that second game. Mm -hmm. But winning in five games, I don't, they don't look good in, in this series. They, you know, it's, it's 2-2. Two, two. I just feel like Boston was exactly what they that exactly what we thought that they were gonna be, and we didn't. They just didn't show it in the the beginning portion of it. But six million dollars for a guy like Braden Point, uh, that is highway robbery. You know, <laughs> we're talking about paying paying. Braden Point has consistently performed over a number of years with some of the best players in the league, superstar wise. Yeah. And Matt Duchesne got eight million dollars for a <laughs> month of a month of hockey in, in, in Columbus and a playoff series. One playoff series. 
he got $8 million for that. And so to get Braden Point for $6 million was a steal. And so those two guys, Pedersen and Braden Point in spe- uh, specifically, the Lightning, I feel like overall probably not winners now looking at this next series, but they needed, if they didn't beat the Blue Jackets, we would have never, they would have never heard the end of it. Never. Yeah. Losing two years in a row. Oh, and, to, uh, and to at least last year, the Blue Jackets had some star power. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. you know. They were all in last year. Know, they really were. Panarin, Duchesne, <laughs> and Bobrovsky. Losing a series to uh, those guys is one thing. Getting swept, ah, oh, that hurts. But if they would have lost this series, I mean, I feel like we all think differently of those guys as maybe not fantasy players, but overall hockey players. Agreed. Definitely. Yeah. So uh, let's move into the losers. And Brandon, why don't you start us off? Starting us off, going back to back. Uh, the the Capitals, most certainly the Capitals, just overall, but in particular, uh, Nicholas Backstrom. Not only because he was on, you know, my team. Uh, obviously, that hurts me. But Backstrom, if he would have scored twenty points, that doesn't really change my outlook you know at this point at this point I have to be impartial Backstrom provided not only no points but seemingly nothing to the series as a whole for the the Capitals this is a top 100 guy wasn't he yeah I mean this is a guy this is a this is a guy that Again, you know, I'm not that guy that says, "Oh, well, you didn't score a lot of points for me." You know, oh, you're you're a, you're the the loser. And especially from where our point of view is of the the whole picture is really what we ultimately look at. Yeah, it's bad for me in this fan. This was just a fun fantasy league that we did. That points were the only thing that we were looking at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I expected Backstrom to score some points, but. He provided what seemed like nothing to the Caps at all throughout the whole series. His name was barely said. He hurt them, in my opinion, and not as not to as great of an extent. But but Kovalchuk, he was supposed to be that guy, yeah. that secret weapon that kind of snuck in there, mm-hmm. and you know. Oh, he's going to be a great addition to the Caps. Uh, And he was really stepping it up when he was this last year, when he was at the Kings. And then he went to the the Habs. And imagine, and not if he played like this, but imagine if the the Habs still had Kovalchuk this year. We may be talking about a different series against Philly if he was playing like he was playing in the last stretch of the season. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, Uh, we can't rule it out. I'm I'm a guy that's never thought that Kovalchuk would ever be me, that guy anymore yeah me i agreed like me when either. i when the trade happened i was like uh that seems like a waste yeah, and it, like, i mean it, mm. and it seems like a waste but you always think okay this is a f- stock full roster of guys that are able to make other guys better and it just didn't happen because mm-hmm. because he was arguably a leader when he was playing for the uh for the canadians you know and i mean he was really stepping it up on with the Kings as just an overall player. It's like, Oh, this is the guy that we've been talking about for years. You know I mean? It's always, well, Kovalchuk, Kovalchuk. He's, (laughs) and this is his time. He's, this is his year. He's going to step in. He just hasn't been used to it because he was a KHL player and he, 
and you know, and it was always, and then he went to the, went to the Canadians and it looks like we finally found, they finally found that guy that we've all been told to watch for over the years. He was one of those guys that we almost, I think all picked up at one point because we, we sure. were thinking about, you know, sure, is absolutely. he going to make that? Whoever, once he got traded to the Habs, whoever ended up with him, didn't let him go mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he stayed on your team because he was scoring points. He was across the board scoring all in all different categories. And so when the Caps got him in in that trade, because again, we didn't know at this point in time that there were going to be 12 playoff teams. I mean, it made sense for the, the, the Habs to trade him. It just, he just, it just didn't pan out. And again, like most of the capitals didn't. And obviously Todd Reardon. I mean, I mean, what a disappointing two mm. seasons after winning a winning a Stanley Cup. Um, we talked about it. Uh, one of my players. It you know it hurts me as a player. It really makes me happy personally. Bennington and the Blues, dude. Oof. Look, I told you guys every time I picked a a Blues player, if I picked a Blues player, look, I'll be happy to be wrong and and get this incorrect. And I was, believe me, as a Predators <laughs> fan and a Blues hater, I was happy about that. Bennington had a horrendous series, as a lot of Blues Why did. did they not go back to Allen? I don't know. I, I mean, I, I have just... Have you ever seen Jake Allen play hockey? I sure have. <laughs> but, I, I mean, I don't know. Was that a mistake? To, I think to... they should have gone straight empty net. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, and uh, my third loser, me. I'm, <laughs> I, am, I have gotten my drum beat, boys, uh, real bad. So, well. uh, Davey, let's go on to you. You got a couple of good losers on here, man. Yeah, I... Uh, Hurricanes <laughs> winner two weeks ago for me. Right. So and now they're in my loser category. This is it's just crazy how the playoffs it can just change playoffs. quickly. I mean, not only that, but hockey in itself can just I had I projected them winning the cup. I projected them to go to the cup, and I think we all had them winning this series. I, mean, I did. I, I did have and, them winning yeah. that last series. So I and this is this is a huge loser for me. I mean, they've been eliminated by the Boston Bruins, what, two years in a row now? Uh, they were outscored 17 to five in a four game sweep last season. This season, I mean, it was a little better, but it uh, still wasn't, uh, you know, 17 to five in a four game sweep. But uh, anyway, uh, Svechnikov got injured game three. Um, that didn't help. Um, he was I think Chara was was the issue there. He was battling Chara in front of the net and it was unfortunate. But hey, he still got to play, you know, or a few games and actually it was a great asset in the yeah. postseason for him. So, I mean. That was cool. It was good to see him uh, performing at least prior to the uh, the incident. But uh, they lacked power, man. They were two for fifteen on the power play in round one. I mean, you, that's not going to get you far. Um, no goals for Aho. I mean, what? It, what excuse me. Who would have thought that? And as a guy that has him on my fantasy team, that that's very disappointing. It's a guy that you think is going to score like he did in the previous round and in the round or the previous round. Yeah, and uh, he comes up and he throws nothing on the goal sheet. Yeah. Well, it really changes. It really changes your thought process. I think we all sat here and said last week that the Rangers were a decent team that got dominated and outplayed. Yeah. Whereas you watch them this last series, like, look, none of us would sit here and be surprised. We all had, you know, the Hurricanes winning because the the Bruins looked bad, the Hurricanes looked great, but now looking back at it. 
was it exactly as what we feared that Boston didn't turn it on and the Hurricanes were playing a bad Rangers team? And that seems like what yeah. what ultimately happened was we got got, you know, by that by that exciting first round yeah. matchup of and Boston of didn't hockey. look great either, though. So that's why I well, thought sure. like Carolina. And, but like into I Boston. said, were they sandbagging it? Like, yeah, because here's the thing. They're getting a good seating now. Being, being that number four, they're getting good matchups. Yeah. So maybe what I said wasn't that far fetched where coaches are looking no. at this. GMs are looking at this. Like, well, saying, hey, it sounding more and more it, right. It wasn't far fetched last week when you said it. It was just hard for you to believe by watching Sebastian right. Ahmed yeah. play hockey. You know, exactly. he dominated. And I mean, it wasn't like the Rangers just threw it up in the air and didn't play hockey. They played it. It was a good series that was over quickly. But you thought, okay, okay, well, I mean, the Hurricanes are just that good. I completely agree. Aho, it's we, it's not like any of us would sit here and be surprised that the Hurricanes didn't win that series. Or were the Rangers yeah. specifically tanking? Because guess what? It worked. They got <laughs> it the first overall great. pick. I don't think I don't think that's the case. But um, mm. but I mean, it it's. It's not, we just didn't see the same hurricanes no. or just they were not playing the same caliber. The Rangers had sent a right, thank right. you card to Carolina, though, yeah. for their great pick that they get. They absolutely <laughs> Yeah, I, but And, <laughs> you know, as, as frustrating as it, as it is that a playoff team gets the number one pick, I think that we all yeah. can agree that the worst playoff team did get the get the first pick. Yeah. You know, I mean, they did. I mean, they have some superstars and Zabinajad and Panarin, but across yeah. the board, and they, they wouldn't were have not been a playoff a team, team. In, in a regular season. They wouldn't have been a playoff hey, team. Right. What about uh, D'Angelo though? <laughs> Just D'Angelo. Kidding. Hey, what? No, I was, Ad, I was Adam Fox, bro. You were, I know. You were D'Angelo. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> I got zero points on. on <laughs> I got. I heard more. his name like six times though. <laughs> oh, because he was going to service two minutes. Yeah, he yeah, was. Right? Like, he was passing out champagne on the bench because they knew they were getting that number one pick. They were pumped. <laughs> Bobby, you got some losers. No, oh, well, I got sorry. one more. I got one more Davey's for you guys. Got, Davey's got. I've one got. More uh, I've got the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, reason I've got these guys in here is because it has been a tough go round for three guys, particularly who are a big part of that team. Zero goals for Claude Giroux, Sean Couturier, Travis Konechny. Yeah. How? Wow. How? That they need. They have some offensive issues going on right now. I mean, that's ten games without a goal, longest of the season for Couturier and Konechny. That's incredible. Ten games without a goal. I mean. Gosh, and when you need them the most. You're you know? talking about one of my six guys left, so be <laughs> careful over there, buddy. Hey, it's going to it's gonna continue, I think. I think it is. I really do. I mean, how how can you go this far without it? I mean, you have Giroux, right? I have Giroux. Yeah. I, 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 you know, I mean, I would absolutely trade him for a blade of grass at this point. But yeah, <laughs> I do have him. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's... Uh, I mean, it's interesting. The Flyers had a, the Flyers had eleven goals in their three game uh, round robin, but have only eleven goals through seven games of the first and second round. <laughs> what defense, baby? <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's sad, and that's they're they're definitely Niskanen. He'll he'll f, he'll f you up, dude. Yeah. <laughs> he will. Won't he? So they're you know they're projecting in the downward position right now. Uh, the um, hold on one second. 
They uh, they scored the NHL's seventh most goals per game during the regular season. And then obviously the round robin looked like it was going to be the exact same situation. They were going to come out and they were going to score a bunch of goals. And then, of course, round one, round two, uh, it has not been the same story. It's been very unfortunate. Uh, don't even have a bright spot other than maybe what Carter Hart. I mean, he what is he the guy yeah. that Kevin Hayes, maybe? Yeah, I mean, he, Kevin Hayes he looks I mean, good again. Fan, yeah. Being this being this being a fantasy podcast, we've all experienced having Kevin Hayes on there. Yeah. A category monster. When Absolutely. It, when it comes to across the board. Yeah. He's looked good. And they I, I hear what you're saying. They haven't looked Bad. No, no, they just haven't looked great. It's yeah, just—it's hard to hear even. zero goals for those three guys: yeah. Giroux, Couturier, and Konechny. It's just hard yeah. to hear that. And those are those are three guys that that need to step it up. And especially, I, I'd say that slight edge in the goaltending to the Flyers in the series. But Varlamov has been playing really good. Yeah. The Islanders. I am going to say that the Islanders will pull the series off. I mean, I, I will say that uh, based yeah, on how that's, I'm, a, I'm that's a tough one. I think I was telling. Uh, and they're the oh, one of the other series. The only ones I think is going to go seven. The uh, Dallas uh, Avalanche. I think. Uh, I mean, I I think Philly can. I I think Philly can pull it off in six. But yeah. I think that if uh, the Islanders get win, what are they up? They're up now. They're two. Up one. They're up one. One. one, one oh, okay. Yeah. I thought they were yeah. two. Oh, okay. And and you know, yeah, to, I, and to say Carter Hart's looked okay. Yeah. You know, at, yeah. at playing, but I mean. Varlamov has a has a shutout right yeah, now, you yeah. know, and uh, and Carter Hart has four dropped on him and some dope right. goals. So Carter Hart has looked probably overall better mm-hmm. throughout the entirety of the playoffs, which I think is what you were saying. Yep, but through absolutely. this series, I mean, hard to hard to sit here and argue with a guy that's that's you know one two series essentially at this point. Uh, you know, one being a five game series, but. Yeah. Uh, just walking through, walking through one of the greatest goal scorers last series. You know, I mean, to yeah. to whip up on the caps like that is no joke. So, all right. So my two losers are not necessarily losers because of their play. Mm-hmm. Kemper is a loser because he's lost. <laughs> By the technical Fair. term, yes, but because he's got to deal with that shit storm of a team around him, dude. You put his effort and his ability on a different team, you're looking at a team that could go far. I I always feel so bad when a goalie does so much, can steal games, stole multiple games, but yet gets let down by his team day in and day out. And it just, you got to feel for him. And secondly, I got the Blackhawks. Listen, I'll, I, I love being able to say the, the Blackhawks are a loser, but the fact is they, yeah, they did better than the Preds. They didn't look horrible. They got a really bad seating against Vegas. And honestly, now their Blackhawks are starting to fall into that weird spot. There was a year or two when they were like bottom of the division and they got some good picks. Now they're falling in that second round of the playoffs. They get bad. They get bad picks. They've got aging players. Technically. They're only in the first round of playoffs. Okay. okay. So <laughs> technically. But, but they're they're not gonna have a good pick. They've Qualifying got Qualifying rounds are not real. Yeah. <laughs> but either way, so they've got I'll some die on that yeah. hill, Bobby. They've Sorry. got aging talent. I mean, listen, they're when when their bright spot is Jonathan Taze, I mean, that that's not gonna last you more. No, you know, no you know and I hear what you're saying because their top notch players were, you know, the older guy. They were the youngest team in the playoffs. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, Kubalik, Kubalik, I feel like we have seen 
the future of the the Blackhawks. And if you're a Chicago fan, it's great. If you're not a Chicago fan, yeah, but is a he, sensual guy? But he's not a cup. Not I don't good. think he's gonna be a cup winner like Kane was. And they're gonna have to, but you know, Kane was able I to mean, do it with like one or two pieces around him. You know, Kane is still there, right? <laughs> that's yeah, the, that's the problem. <laughs> that's the issue. And I, while I hear what you're saying, I mean, Taze and Kane. I mean, especially Taze looked like the 2008 Cup winning. Yeah, Taze. no, and you I know get what that. I'm saying. He like, really did, man. But are they going to look like that through an off season? Through a nut, you know, through what? Who knows what kind of regular season look, we're going to have? If we're going to be in a bubble or not? I am not. I am by no means arguing for them being overall great. I don't know, man. You got that new Blackhawks license plate. (laughs) I hope that you're right. And I hope that I hope that all of these guys that we're talking about get arthritis. Okay. (laughs) And they're like next year because they're 70. They can't walk. Okay. But we're talking about when we say they have an older core. Yeah. But like veteran leadership is what wins championships. And like. As much as I hate to sit here and say it, they get one or two more of the right pieces and we're having a different. But that's what I'm talking about. Now they're making it hard for the they're they're in a tough position now to get those new pieces. I agree through the draft and through, you know, bringing in young guys. But like, dude, who doesn't want to go play hockey at the United Center in Chicago? You know, that's what I'm saying. Like you can say places. That's what I'm saying. Like, as much as I despise the Chicago Blackhawks, dude, being in Chicago before and going to the United Center, the house that Jordan built, dude, it was cool. Yeah. Here's you know what I'm saying? Listen, like, it's I a think, great place. I think they'll be good again in five or six, in four or five years. But I think that they were starting to look like they were two years from finishing this rebuild and be ready. So now getting where they are now, this kind of middle tier area, they, they're going to extend that a little bit. I think the, I think the, I d- I, I think I the Blackhawks will be better before the Preds are better. I want to highlight to you that I don't I don't disagree with what you're saying. Like we're talking about in this gray area of where the Blackhawks. Have this opportunity to advance or decline and. I hope that you're right. And I hope that we're seeing the eventual decline of this middle road team. You, we all know what that, what, what I know exactly what you're saying where they're middle of the road and they're just good enough to not be bad enough to get good again, but they're not good enough to win. And so I, is that what you're saying essentially? And I think the question I I hope you're right. Are we seeing, did, did they hit their rock bottom last year? And now they're on their way up, or are they, they still teeter tottering? I think that they did, and also look at their division. It's a not, it's not easy. It's a yeah. tough, and tough that, division. And now, right and now, now you too. get Arizona added as, to that division. Oh, as man. much as I, as much as I love the depth and the 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 wherewithal it takes to get through the central, I do think we're seeing the end uh, of of an era uh, of a division. Oh, where for it was sure. Bad. I mean, we're talking about the Jets that yeah. didn't look yeah. good. Yeah. The oh. Preds are not only didn't look good, but are the GM yeah. is coming out there and was, saying we're not yeah. looking good. There was three years when the Central was the, the most feared division. Yeah. It was. Yeah. I think we're I think we're entering entering an era of what the what the Metro has seen with the 
Penguins and the Capitals for a long, long time. I think we're entering the era of Dallas and the Avs, and that's the teams to fear in the Central. I think and, you're right. You know, and I mean, and and that's no. that's the way that the NHL is. It's cyclical. It's gonna happen like this. I just, I, you know, I just don't. If you look at the teams matched up. Two years ago, you saw any of the central teams as your first matchup. Yeah. You are nervous, mm-hmm. dude. I, it didn't yeah. matter which one. I f- and I think it's. I think the NHL is moving to like a Thanos dream now. Everything's starting to equal out. You've got the you've got the <laughs> Bruins and the Lightning and the Atlantic. You've got the Metro with now the Islanders and I guess maybe the Caps. You got Central. You, you really, you've got the. I mean, the Pacific. I guess Vegas and Vancouver now. Like, there's no one powerhouse of a, of a division now. I agree. And if anything, yeah, the Central might is getting the sh- uh, the shit under the stick now because they're getting uh, the Coyotes now. That's the best. <laughs> right. That's the best version of any sport, though. Yeah. I mean, and and I don't know if you guys remember this way back in the day. It's the. It was one of my favorite commercials all time when they're going through and it's an and it's an NFL commercial and they're going through and like it's talking about before a specific season, an NFL fan will just nonchalantly like matter of factly say say a fact about the NFL and it was uh it was the year after that the AFC East you know when they were so dominant. And then they became a bad division after one year. And the guy looks at his buddy and he goes, name a better division in the NFL than the AFC East. I dare you. And, you know, it was like after this had already happened a year before. Right. You know, and so like that's (laughs) what we all hope for in sports is we don't, you know, we all want to see a dynasty 20 years after it happens. Nobody wants to sit there and watch a dynasty and be bored with sports. It's a dynasty is only cool 15 years later when you didn't have to experience it. You know, I mean, and so, so, I mean, and that's what I've loved about the, uh, the NHL for so long. And from, you know, learning about the history and learning more about it is, yeah, there are a couple dynasties here and there, but like eventually, you're not a dynasty anymore, you know, and that's that's what's so frustrating about having to watch the Patriots in the NFL is that it's not just been like a couple years. It's not a four year run with the Islanders like winning 19 constantly. years, right? It's like, <laughs> yeah, they don't win every single year, but like you have to be worried about them winning every single year yeah. and they haven't had a year where they're just like not good. Yeah, it's and, true. Yeah. yeah. And so so I'm, you know. I'm excited uh, about what what the and I hope that what you're saying is right, Bobby. <laughs> I I really do, but I feel like at, I don't want to be dumb and say that it's not a possibility that yeah. we don't see the Blackhawks <laughs> win the cup in a couple of years. Yeah. You know, that's the most frustrating yeah. part about it. But so, all right, so let's get into our last segment. We're gonna uh, just give a quick update of the scores we talked about it a bit. I'm sitting in first place with 334. Davey's sitting at second with 326 and Brandon's at 267 <sighs> playing golf rules right boys <laughs> uh, so you nah, are, so Brandon is six uh, I'm sorry 67 points behind uh, me and yeah. Davies eight do we want to go a quick run through of our who remaining we have player. remaining yeah it'll be real quick for me so I'll go first uh, I have Patrice Bergeron Miko Rantanen Claude Giroux 
Gabriel Landeskog, Victor Hedman, and Shea Theodore. And I know what you're thinking. Brandon, go ahead and say your goalies. I don't have any goalies. So <laughs> go. <laughs> Who's up? <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll run through mine. Um, so this is where I'm currently sitting. I'm uh, Nathan McKinnon, Nikita Kucherov, Steven Stamkos, Elias Pettersson, Tori Krug, Quinn Hughes, John Klingberg, Miro Haskinen, Vasilevsky, Bishop, Flurry, and Franceau are my goaltenders. Yeah. And you didn't even have to read Stamkos. He doesn't have any points for I know. <laughs> and you're None. still dominating me. So <laughs> so I've got left uh, David Pasternak and Brad Marchand, which have just killing it for me. Exactly exactly what I wanted to happen Shut is up, happening. Bobby. Just keep reading. <laughs> I've got Mark Stone and Pat Charetti. And Braden Point, which right has it has the most points on my team. He's my VIP so far, Vip. or my MVP. Vip. <laughs> uh, on my defense, I've got uh, Kale McCarr with twenty one points, killing my killing it. Vip. Uh, I've got Ivan Provorov, Charlie McAvoy, uh, Mikhail Sergachev, Ryan Graves, or the Trash Man, as we now call him. <laughs> <laughs> trash Man's got more points than most of my guys. So. <laughs> uh, my goalies, technically, I still have three, but I have two because I've. Uh, they Tuka Rask is still on the team, uh, and I've got Carter Hart and Markstrom. And I mean, just, Carter Hart and Markstrom have just been killing it for me. I mean, they're keeping me in this. Yeah. But yeah, so I mean, we. Uh, I mean, all of us. I mean, if if Boston or Vegas goes out, I'm screwed. If Dallas goes out, you're screwed. I'm done. You're screwed no, I'm, either way. I'm uh yeah. I mean, I'm basically screwed. Yeah, I really. I mean, need, that was that was a good way of putting it. <laughs> I need Vancouver too. I really because with Elias Patterson and Quinn Hughes, I need I need Vancouver. My problem, um, my problem. Yeah, Vancouver would obviously take you a lot further. It because would. we don't. I mean, Markstrom. Yeah, but like the maximum you can get from a goalie in a game is five points. So like, right? Patterson scores three goals and Bobby get to shut out when it doesn't help Bobby at all. Well, he could get a couple assists. My, my biggest, pro- my <laughs> biggest problem is, is that even if my guys move on, that means your main guys move on. So like, I'm, I'm basically just like carrying you guys to the ship at this point. I am. Uh, yeah, it's, it is, it is not looking good for me. My, my top score is Rantanen with 32, but then other than that, my top scorer is uh is Connor McDavid. And he got to play he got oh, to man. play he got to play five games. Uh, he's been out for weeks. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, hey, but at least my logic was solid on my number one pick. Yeah. Was like, yeah, look, was. even if he goes out, I think I literally said, even if he goes out first round, I would feel bad about not picking him. And like obviously that's yeah, the truth. It- Number two scorer on the, and my number one scorer on the team just feeding Davies number one scorer just just hey. topping out the topping out the league here McKinnon hey. with forty six points for me so uh, I'll I'm take root, it I'm rooting for you guys everybody knows I'm a full category style player so <laughs> <laughs> so my bottoms my I think the person who got me the least amount of points Panarin only got me six points I don't I didn't know that we wanted to uh, extend the episode for an hour are we <laughs> reading who got us the least points <laughs> I've got zeros <laughs> everywhere. That's it. Oh my god! I, I do not have a zero anywhere though. So, oh man, you have no zeros. Uh, Shesterkin, a goalie. Sorry. Oh like, well, so and he was injured. Is so. that just for your active players, or that was everybody? I have no zero points. Unbelievable. We went through this a couple weeks we ago. Gave, I had like ten. We gave you so much crap, dude. And that was, and that's so <laughs> funny that we sit here. I, that's the that is the number one rule in fantasy, though. 
is like, look, if you're not smack talking, then what are you doing yeah. in fantasy, dude? Get out. Oh, I like, like and I would, I regret nothing that I said to Bobby, <laughs> but it makes so much sense now. Like we smack talked him. You have one zero. That's that, it. Yeah, it's just thirteen. So crazy. One, two, three. Okay, I only have two zeros, but I have one, two, three. I have like three guys with two points, dude. Yeah, I think I've got a. I've got one guy with two points, and he's and that's Mikhail Sergachev. He's still in. Other than that, my. I mean, I've got uh, Morgan Riley with three. My goalie's got me a total of seventeen <laughs> points. <laughs> Are you guys kidding me? Well, I have six zeros. Um, still have one active zero. Stamkos, you have six zeros. But you are dominating me, dude. Are you kidding? <laughs> are you guys kidding me? Well, I like, was unlucky with my goalies a little well, bit, but see, I still. And again, I go. It goes into the defensive guys. I I because I was making fun of Bobby so hard, and I went hard <laughs> at it. I went hard on him. I didn't really think about what I was doing. A team that I didn't think was going to go far. I went. Were Rinsky and Seth Jones. Both of them scored nine points. So I appreciate the eighteen being out almost <laughs> right, immediately right. like again you know you it's, get into that get into that zone and the penguins hurt you i think was the biggest thing was losing yeah. the crosby and the malkin oh my gosh i mean and crosby got me eight points malkin got me two points oh, fellas jay gunsel got me seven Fell, oh, fellas man. i got 10 points from two of the most dominant players in the league like i'm not even talking in any world of this uh, of this discussion if uh, McDavid didn't get yeah. me 28. Yeah. Dude. I'm just honestly the my last pick though is I think the sleeper Patrick Kane, dude. We yeah. and we we yeah. all overlooked Patrick Kane the we entire dr- I even mentioned him. I was like, maybe you should take Patrick Kane. And everyone's like, no. 20 <laughs> points. 20 mine, points. Mine crazy. was not because I didn't think he was gonna do well. It was more because screw that, buddy. <laughs> I'm not taking that guy. If I had to to guess right now. I think Bobby's got this. I think he does. Uh, and I, I don't want to rule against myself, but man, you've just got those Boston players and those, yeah. and those Vegas players. Yeah. And I don't have, I don't have Vegas except for flurry and he might get a game or two, mm-hmm. but that's the, that's I, the biggest problem is stone and patch still being there. And it looks like that, they with go that, far. The the problem is for Davey right now, because like, let's just be honest. It's not a, it's not a, three-man competition at this point i feel like i'm the host i feel like i'm host, I feel like i'm hosting you guys here for this fantasy you should let us buy your remaining players you have ooh, ooh. Ooh. <laughs> ooh. I, mean, I got six players i got six players left it's not a bad let's, let's talk about it let's, let's talk about all it this fair week. all yeah. fair um but honestly i feel like bobby has uh, uh, wow because i got the synergy well, you have you have the most of the best options left. While while I feel Davy has the best team left, all it takes is two more Dallas Stars wins and Davy's aft. You know what I'm saying? And and his top players right now are on Tampa. But then he's also got there. He's got Hiskinen and uh, you, who else you got? Yeah, I have but, Klingberg and Ben yeah. Bishop, but I don't see Kling, Ben Bishop. Klingberg and oh, you Klingberg. Don't have Hiskinen? Yeah, he no, does. I have, I have okay, Klingberg okay. and Haskin and other okay. guys. Klingberg I have. and Haskin are great, but like you can't McCain, count. Yeah. You can't They're count on too. defense. Yeah, you yeah. can't count. Like yes, they'll probably score him some points, but you can't count on them to advance him to the next level yeah. as much as now. If they, you know, if they lose, 
and he still gets to have Colorado, dude. I mean, there is a very high chance that McKinnon, Nathan, Nathan yeah, McKinnon now. I just have to hope that Kale McCarr keeps feeding them. Because that's the one of right, the main reasons right. that Kale McCarr is feeding those two guys. How many get, points does he have right he's now? He's got me 21 points on defense. 21, that's great. Klingberg has 19, Miro has tw- 32. So, yeah. I mean, that's I mean, a damn good number. Yeah, so like you guys are neck and neck, even with Stamkos not being a real... Yeah, and if, if Stamkos turns it option, on... I mean, I hope, he, I hope he gets some time. Are they going to do what they did last year? Was it last year? When was it? They just, they just threw him in the last game. He wasn't playing the first few games or whatever. Yeah, and know. then they threw him in the last game when he had Is that foot an injury on him yet. I haven't heard an update yet. No. Yeah. So. The, the biggest problem for Davey is going to be his potential goalies. If Boston wins, I think there's no way that he can win because two of his goalies that may win are not playing. Right. And his goalie, that is playing may not get to keep playing if they lose, obviously. So we got us a good little battle here uh, going between you guys, obviously not me. (laughs) The next podcast is going to be, we'll probably know. (laughs) We'll probably be a little bit more clear what's going on. Two weeks from now is, uh, is a long time yet such a short time away. I mean, I'm very intrigued to watch this matchup. Yeah. Bobby. Get us out of here, All right, guys, we will see you in two weeks, and we'll see you in a couple days for the regular show. Uh, Peace. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Pucks Out Podcast. To see what other ridiculousness the guys are up to, check them out on Twitter and Instagram at Pucks Out Pod.